asking me something else. Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight we are starting our final step, step 12, which is love. And tonight is the introduction. <laughs> so we are going to be talking um, just uh, all about love and uh, what the month is to bring. And we are excited to be doing that tonight. I welcome my beautiful co host, Terry Sayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. And tonight is a special night because Terry and I just finished celebrating her 52nd wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, now they know how old I am. <laughs> not necessarily. Oh, that's but true. I'm Maybe not. You <laughs> probably have mentioned your age by now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> No secrets here at Fearless Generation. Mm. None. <laughs> but we're excited to talk about love, love, uh, marriage kind of love, friendship kind of love, but more importantly, the love we have for ourselves. Because right. with everything with Fearless Generations, it all starts with you. We want to mention if anyone is new tonight, all this information comes from Rhonda Britton, who is the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute, which is where Terry and I both received our life coach training. And you can find out more about her at fearlessliving.org. Make sure you go over there and check it out. There's lots of other classes and live workshops that uh, Fearless Living provides. And you can see a list of all the coaches that are currently coaching with Fearless Living, and you will see Terry and I there as well. Mm. <laughs> so let's get started talking about love. Isn't it fun to say that? Love. <laughs> well, I think you're enjoying it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nut. But Terry, why don't you start us off with what is your definition of love and how do you support yourself? in uh, accessing that for yourself? Well, I think I might have shared this before about um, how when I first came to Fearless Living, this was probably one of the areas in my life that I was, uh, I don't want to say confused, but I was less um, aware of how my uh, thinking about love was really skewed and how I really didn't understand exactly how all of this was supposed to work in terms of loving myself because I had, I've always had been a person, a spiritual person, and I've always really been connected to the scriptures. And so, you know, the first great commandment is to love God. And the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, I really didn't understand exactly what that meant because I was in that place where I had a really thick wheel of fear around my comfort zone. And I really didn't know if I was lovable. 
And so that was a, a big step for me to understand even what that meant. And so as I, as I began to understand my true nature and to understand how important it was to, to have that kind of respect or love for myself, I just opened up, it was like, you know, they talk about opening Pandora's box. Well, I felt like that's what I did. I opened (laughs) Pandora's box and out popped this, this ability to understand how important it was to love myself in order to truly love others. That without that self-love, I I began to feel like I was loving others out of duty rather than out of really love. So I, I have five children a, a hassle of grandchildren, and I thought I was genuinely loving them, but until I came to that realization of what it meant to love myself, I think I was going through the motions of loving, but I wasn't truly loving because I really didn't have an understanding of what it meant to love myself, and so that was a really big um, understanding for me to come to that what it felt like to love myself and accept myself and and truly have that understanding of my value. And once I was able to break through that, it's kind of like I broke through the ceiling of of being able to understand what that meant. And it just opened a whole, uh, just a, a way of me being able to experience love for myself that I had never experienced before. And that was really, um, you know, it was really a great opportunity for me to explore that and understand what that meant and be able to apply that to my life in a way that I had never been able to before. And that was really an amazing opportunity. And it's totally changed my life, um, the way that I I love others the way that I appreciate myself and am able to give of myself in a much more authentic, real way. And I don't know if that makes sense, but it really made sense to me and it changed my whole capacity to to love others because I understood what it meant to love myself. So that's that was kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of my big breakthrough in fearless living was when I said, Wow this is what it means to love myself so that I can love my neighbors and I can be authentic Mm -hmm. when I give love. It's not coming from a place of duty or have to, or should it's coming from a place of want to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had a a similar experience with self-love. I grew up, you know, always being told you can't, really love someone if you don't love yourself. And I just totally disagreed with that because I felt like I totally loved other people. I loved other people way more than I loved myself. But I discovered as I started to really begin to love myself that what I was doing was loving for something. So I was loving other people so they would love me, so they would give to me, so they would need me or want me around. And that's not true love. That's not real love. That's love with um, attached to uh, getting something back for it. And now when I love my, because I love myself, I can love without expecting anything in return. Yeah. 
So there are certain relationships that I do still have uh, expectations with, but I can still, in lots of situations, love without expecting something uh, Mm -hmm. in return for my love. And Mm. the expectations I have are more around the commitment that I have with those people. Like my husband, I definitely have expectations of him, you know, of him loving me back and being loyal and all of that kind of stuff. But that's more in line with the commitment that we've made to each other and not, um, not conditioned on our love. And even if he did something really stupid and because he does do things that are stupid, I still love him. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't affect my love for him, but it does affect, you know, the, the relationship around the commitment that we've made to each other. So I think that that's really important to realize, you know, and separate out, you know, especially when it comes to any kind of expectation, is it, is it an expectation or is it a commitment or an agreement that you've made with each other? And when someone breaks that agreement or that commitment, then you are disappointed, um, which is the same as an expectation. But that's because a commitment or a promise or an agreement has been broken. And not because you had this silent contract with them that they weren't going to do that thing. So, but... um, I shouldn't have said so. But anyway, so that's kind of been my experience of being able to truly love others with no no attachment to what they give back to me because I love myself. And that was a huge realization for me because I really hated that saying because I truly felt that I loved other people. And it wasn't until I loved myself that I saw what what I was really doing. And so, Hmm. but the way that I, the way that I love myself is lots of different ways. And probably the thing that is still a challenge for me, but I have gotten a whole lot better at it is speaking my mind and allowing myself Hmm. to have an opinion, allowing myself to take up this, take up space, the allowing myself to be seen and to be heard, allowing myself to to shine. And I think that is the, the biggest thing that I do for myself every day to to show love for myself. And yes, there's times where I get my nails done or I take, you know, a long bath or um, you know, different things like that. But it's those little things it's those things you do every day for yourself, um, possibly multiple times a day for yourself that uh, really fill your cup and really empower you in that self-love behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's we had really a, good. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I said that was really good. Okay. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite things, that I heard in this process was actually from a participant in one of our workshops. And she said that when she was having a hard day, 
she would ask herself, how can I love my, how can I love myself more right now? And I just thought that was so amazing. I had never really put that together that in a, on a hard day, thinking of how I could love myself more because usually on Mm -hmm. a hard day, my first instinct is to beat myself up, right? right? Like, oh my gosh, Kelly, why did you do that? Why can't you get it together? Why are we still going through this? You know, can't we learn our lesson, right? I beat myself up for being in that situation that's causing that bad day. But instead of going there, if I went to, okay, what can I do for myself in this situation to love myself more, love myself through that bad day, you know, how would that change the the outcome of that day? How would that change possibly the next time I'm, you know, put in a situation to make a t- decision, you know, and not put myself in that dis- that same situation or, you know, whatever, how it would shift so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Karen, what that. are ways that, sorry. I just Karen, said I love that. that. You... <laughs> Thank you. What are ways that you love yourself on the daily? Well, I have uh, my essential nature, which, um, you know, a lot of our our listeners have gone through some fearless living training. They know what that means, your essential nature. is the one thing that you have denied yourself the most was um, compassion. So the fact that I denied myself compassion and, and what you were just talking about would continually beat myself up when I, when I fell short because I'm a, also a recovering perfectionist. Uh, when I would fall short and, and then I would demean myself by beating myself up, just like you were saying, oh, how can I be so stupid? Uh, I'm making the same mistake again. Uh, when am I ever going to learn, you know, and just uh, to do that. So I ha- I began to give myself compassion and allow myself to to uh, not have this unrealistic design to be perfect and, and understand that when I'm vulnerable and when I am open to asking for help and when I am aware of fear keeping me small, that's the time that I can access compassion for myself. In other words, I can say, you're doing the best you can. So there's one of the, the sayings that Rhonda has in our uh, Fearless Living training program, and that is, do what you can, when you can, the best you can. And that I've internalized. And when I'm thinking that, and I say, look, I'm doing the best I can right now with what I have and where I am and the circumstances, and that's great and have that compassion for myself and be able to ask for help or to say, look, I don't know how to do this. Can you help me? Which a perfectionist would never, ever do that. You know, they would do anything to not be seen as being needing help because you're, you can do it all yourself. And so by allowing myself to be vulnerable and allowing myself to ask others for help, what actually happened in my life was that I became more approachable, that I began to see possibilities, 
I began to take risks and I began to see failure, not as failure, but as an opportunity to learn more, an opportunity to reflect, an opportunity to grow. And so it changed my entire way of looking at life. It changed my filter from fear to freedom. It changed my filter from complaining to seeing the good and the gratitude, having gratitude. So it changed everything about the way I approached my life. And that, I mean, that's it. My ability to do that has helped me now with my clients to, to encourage them to access compassion for themselves and to ask for help and to see themselves as a value just the way they are. That perfection is a myth, that we will never attain perfection, and that this life is a journey of growth and uh, opportunities to learn from our choices that weren't, weren't effective or weren't the most appropriate. So that's, that's what's happened in my life, and I'm so grateful for that because it's given me an opportunity to really – uh, grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Terry and I both have morning routines that we do that involve acknowledgments and gratitudes and setting intentions and reading our scriptures. And I think that that is also a way that on the daily we are loving ourselves, getting giving ourselves that time to fill our cup and start the day on a full cup of love for ourselves and uh, empower ourselves to make those better decisions. Definitely. I know it's on those days that I don't, um, I'm not able to do my full morning routine. There's, there's a definite, um, a definite difference in my energy and in my, attitude and ability to have patience. Um, And I really do believe it's because I didn't fill my cup uh, before the day started, before the kids got up, before the responsibilities for everything else, you know, start. I didn't give that time to myself first because I, I can totally feel a difference. And so I've kind of switched up the order in which I do things so that I do the most important things first. So if I can't get to the whole thing, I still get to the most important part. And that's made a difference, too, on those days where Mm -hmm. maybe I sleep in a little bit more and so I have a little less time um, before I have to get everyone else going. And so that supported me, too. And I think to be able to really think of how you can fill your cup up on a daily basis, how you can give yourself time, invest in the things that are important to you, the things that ignite your passion, the things that uh, you want to plug into, right? We've talked about unplugging and plugging in, that that really fills your cup of love that you have for yourself and for your life. And I think that when you do that, you really make it so that you can love others more genuinely, more authentically, and more in general. And you can give them the best 
you that is possible. And that's really what we want to do for others. Yeah. That's great. So later, mm-hmm. so later this month, we're going to be talking about no, no judgment and setting boundaries. And I think that all, I think setting boundaries is a huge way of loving yourself because you're you're valuing yourself and what makes you comfortable and what makes you uncomfortable and holding a standard of treatment that you will allow for yourself and for your for your life. And I think that that is is really important um, in in self love. And we've talked about how Terry and I. Tonight we've talked about how our usual um, our usual mode of uh, when something is going wrong or, or not the way we want it to that we beat ourselves up, and so no judgment is a huge a huge player in that of of not going to that you know first going to that judgment of yourself and putting yourself down but to have compassion, as Terry said, and to love yourself more and let some of those things go so that you support that self-love. Yep. We also have some... Go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I was going to say that we also have some new coaches uh, coming on the show this month. And so I'm excited to, to share or to hear and expand our understanding of love from them. Um, The one we're having next week is actually a self-love coach. And so I'm really excited to hear all of the things that she has to share with us. The other one is a fearless living coach. Um, but she has a focus on self-love as well. And so I think that um, we're just going to have a really great month um, talking about love and hopefully supporting everyone, including ourselves, in increasing that self-love that we have. Great. We're just what were you here to, to help everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So we just have a few minutes left. Terry, what would be the one thing that you would want our listeners to get out of the call tonight? Well, for me, it's it's very important that that we understand how that if we love ourselves, then we're able to genuinely love others. And I think that that in our society today, sometimes self-love is considered to be selfish. And I think that is not true. And I think the more we can understand how important it is to love ourselves, then we can indeed be a force for good and we can help others to, um, you know, to come to that understanding that loving yourself is not selfish. 
loving yourself is an act of courage and an act of uh, self-acceptance and it's it's very important and I just hope that people can can come to an understanding of that and allow themselves to to experience the joy of loving oneself and how that in turn allows us to love others with more more intent and more uh, authenticity. Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you. And I think that my thing that I would want our listeners to get is the is also the importance of self-love that we have to love ourselves to be able to love other people, even though that was the thing that annoyed me the most. It is so true. Because if we if we aren't coming from a place of self-love, then we have some type of expectation for this for the acts um, that we are giving. And also, as we love ourselves, we are filling our cup, we are taking care of ourselves, and that enables us to take care of those other people that we love better and so Mm -hmm. it is it is completely not selfish to love yourself it's it's almost necessary for you know for me like terry talks about how she's a recovering perfectionist i would say that i'm a recovering people pleaser and Mm -hmm. And so, you know, my whole life has been how can I how can I make your life better? How can I make your life happier? And as I went about that, it just caused resentment and frustration and a whole lot of expectations on my part. And so, was I really was I really, you know, Loving those people, no, I wasn't. And so once I've been able to love myself, I've been able to then give without expectation and the resentment and the expectations and, uh, you know, the comments that I would think in my head or under my breath, um, you know, were gone. And I was able to truly love those people that I was serving and more authentically love them. And I think the most important thing to get out of the call tonight is is the necessity of that in your life. So we thank mm-hmm. you, everyone, for coming on with us tonight. We thank you for being here. We remind you again to check out fearlessliving.org and check out more about Rhonda Britton. Uh, we invite you to come back next week. We have an excellent coach joining us so we would love for you to come and hear her we uh just have a great lineup this month and we're excited to be doing the the last step of the uh steps to freedom with you here this month and um also you can check out us at fearlessgenerations.org and you can also see um and hear any of our past podcast there if you go to the blog talk radio tab 
um, you can see the past five years um, of of um, podcasts for Fearless Generations. But if you're new to us and you'd like to hear uh, more of the 12 steps, the current year is the is the easiest one to see. And please go check it out. Catch up and leave us a note. Or it's even easier to go to our Facebook page, Fearless Generations, and leave us a note there. So we thank you, everybody. And until next week, be fearless. Be fearless. Thank you, Kelly. Good night. Thank you.